for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. Have you ever been in a situation where you were in the middle of the crowd and there were a lot of voices in the crowd and, you know, you wanted to do the right thing even while you were in the crowd, but somehow the crowd was so overwhelming that you were unable to do or say anything? Well, as we look at the passage today, we're going to see how the crowd influenced the decision of Pilate and also influenced uh, those who were in the crowd uh, with respect to Jesus' crucifixion. So let's go to the passage right now and let's see how it all works out. Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 through 26. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Welcome back to Living Life. You know, we talked about the crowd a little earlier. If you remember, this is the same crowd in this passage that one week earlier was shouting and was proclaiming, laying down palm branches for Jesus, who triumphantly came into Jerusalem. And they said, 
blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they talked about and they said, Hosanna to the son of David. This crowd was jubilant about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. But one week later, everything changed. And this same crowd of people turned against Jesus. Wow. This is the way that the, the world uh, turns in any moment. And either we're swept up in the crowd or we stand firm, notwithstanding what the crowd is saying or doing. Pilate wanted to do the right thing. When Jesus was brought to him, Pilate says, I find no charges against him. I find nothing that justifies the death penalty. Even Pilate's wife said to him, have nothing to do with this righteous, this innocent man. And Pilate wanted to release Jesus when he was brought to, Jesus was brought to him by the chief priest. But Pilate was caught up in the crowd. Sometimes we get caught up in the crowd and God is saying to us, stand firm, stand in your place and acknowledge me before men. And I will acknowledge you before my father and the heavenly angels. But we get caught up in the crowd. Pilate was caught up in the crowd. The crowd is what ultimately influenced Pilate. Pilate found nothing wrong with what Jesus said. He asked him if he was a king. Jesus said, you say so. Pilate's wife told Pilate to have nothing to do with this righteous man. She even said that she was persecuted in a dream because of Jesus. But Pilate listened ultimately to what the crowd was saying. They were now yelling, crucify him, crucify him. And before they were speaking blessings upon him as the son of David and Hosanna. They would not stop saying, crucify him. And Pilate, wanting to appease the crowd, offered Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a, a criminal. He was an insurrectionist. He was a murderer. And you know what they did? They chose Barabbas over Jesus, an innocent and righteous man. But that's not unlike the world today. The world chooses another and rejects Jesus, the righteous one of God, the innocent lamb of God. But you know what? Jesus still died for those who rejected him. He died in place of Barabbas. Barabbas was the one that should have paid for his sins. But Jesus is the one who was rejected. And the Bible tells us that he would be rejected and he died in place of Barabbas. But we're all Barabbases. We all have sins. We have all sinned against God and acted contrary to him. But Jesus died in our place and became the perfect lamb, the substitute for our sins. And thank God he did, because if he didn't, we would not have the opportunity to be released and go free and set free, but we would be paying for our sins. This passage, when we look at this crowd, we must look at our own lives because the crowd is always about us. 
There's so many situations where we're in the midst of the crowd. And the question for us is whether we will stand up and acknowledge God in the midst of the crowd. He says that if you acknowledge me before men, that he will acknowledge us. He gives us the strength to stand up in the midst of the crowd. We must only just stand and we must look to Jesus and we must rely upon the strength that he gives us at that moment. Do you know that there's going to be even more times in our lives where we must stand up and show the world that we are followers of Jesus? There comes a time where no longer being a fan of Jesus is going to be enough. We must truly be a follower of Jesus. And it's, going to call, and it's going to be those times where we need to stand up for him in the midst of the crowd. It may cause the loss of family. It may cause the loss of friends or coworkers or whoever it may be. But one friend that will stick closer than a brother that you will not lose but you will gain will be Jesus Christ who will give you eternal life. In Matthew 37, it says, Jesus tells, do not think that I came to bring peace to the earth. No, I came to bring a sword, a sword that will divide family members. And even the enemies of our, our enemies will be those of our own household because we have taken a stand for Jesus. The point, friends and beloved, is we must take a stand for Jesus in the midst of the crowd because Jesus took a stand for us in the midst of the crowd. What about you today? Are you willing to stand up proudly and say, Jesus is my Lord. I love Jesus. Are you willing to face the persecution from those who will come against you because of that stand. The Bible says in the Beatitudes, blessed are those, blessed are those in the, who stand up uh, for righteousness' sake in the midst of persecution, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. I pray that you will be able to take a stand for Jesus when the time comes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this passage. We thank you uh, for the opportunities that you give us to take a stand for you. We know, God, that we will never lose you as a friend. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us, Father. Give us the strength uh, to uh, be in the midst of the crowd, but yet not compromise our relationship and our love for you. We pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Singer soul, let you know, and